0: Musical prodigies, childhood trauma, and a lie worth telling. We had Casey watch your lie in April, and we're here to answer the question, was it a kawaii disappointment? Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Kawaii Disappointment, your weekly journey through the worlds of anime. With you, as always, is me, your host producer, Weeb of all trades, and is someone playing the piano? I wouldn't know because of my very specific trauma response, PJ.
1: And it's me, your manic pixie dream girl violinist. Skyler.
0: And with us as always is our brand new head judge, harshly critiquing any deviation from the norm, Casey.
2: I'm the Parks and Rec employee who doesn't want to get too chummy with
0: you. So back to you, Peter and Shelby. I don't get that. April Ludgate. April. You're lying, April. (laughs) I'm going to give that a two out of ten when it comes to your introductions.
1: Negative five. Damn,
0: Skyler's mean. Well,
2: that's Peter and Shelby for you.
0: Regardless of what Casey said, with what everyone else said, and with the name of the episode, you probably would be able to glean that we are watching Your Line April this week to kick off Music Month in April. And that's no lie. It's almost as if we made April Music Month just to make this very bad joke. Literally. We've got a theme going (laughs) not just music, bad jokes. (laughs) That's the theme of the podcast. (laughs) Oh my
2: God. Actually, true.
0: uh actually they're a plus a tier jokes so you're welcome everyone you're getting this content for free
2: yeah if they're not landing right now it's only because they're like so ahead of their own time because
0: that's us you're the problem it's not us <laughs> yeah exactly I would Take just some like accountability to audience to
1: all our wonderful followers and listeners you are not the problem they're whoa, the problem whoa, whoa. Whoa, the whoa, wonderful whoa, followers whoa.
0: and listeners find us funny
1: <laughs> i guess that is a problem <laughs> no account for taste.
0: Oh, God. All right. Well, <laughs> There's no known uh, Casey, based off the name alone, Your Lion April, what did you think this anime would be about? Uh, so, PJ, you know how
2: every once in a while, uh, rarely, honestly, I do this thing where it's almost like free word association. Well, today, <laughs> I've tried to do something different. <laughs> uh, today, I'm going to... Are you, are you going to actually try to do it this time? We'll see. So... <laughs> Well, I would normally if I was doing free word association, I would say based on the name that sounds like it's gonna be something artsy and tragic like I don't know that lovely bones movie. But I'm gonna instead say that um, this is about some sort of like cursed caused by a character who maybe lied about something on some specific day in April. Maybe your lie is in April is claiming that
0: Easter is real. That's a lie. Easter's fake. (laughs) The origins of easter what a bold stance to take easter Uh, is a very existing holiday i've been to the store recently casey
2: oh my gosh well pj just took a religious stand in this podcast and i thought we were never gonna do that
0: easter doesn't have to be religious
1: (laughs) it's about bunnies and candy also witchcraft so pj
0: tell us now is jesus real No, no, I mean, he probably existed at some point, not in a supernatural form. We don't need to get into this. I'm an atheist, I don't believe in that. <laughs> uh, see, I told you guys we'd be doing something different today. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like the idea of like this weird curse anime that you've presented. They're like, Why am I being cursed? and every half, e- every, like every episode, at some point, the witch comes in and she's like, Because of your lion April. <laughs> <laughs> that lady you shouldn't have lied in april that's what gives witches ultimate power
2: <laughs> oh gosh you know what easter needs an
0: anime someone make that happen if that's not this then it should be oh my gosh well you, honestly who knows your your idea is so broad that maybe the poster didn't change your mind but once you saw the poster did that change your thoughts I was
2: getting, like, Lion, Witch, and the Wardrobe vibes. Like, alternate de- dimension vibes, kind of. Um, like, they're four students, and maybe they were, like, looking for something sacred at the school. Because, obviously, they're all students
0: out of school, because that's anime. And, like... <laughs> Like maybe they I were looking I feel like you for- had to have looked at a different poster than me. It's just four kids laying on the grass
1: with some water.
2: Oh, water, you're right. It look I would say it looked like something a little more mythical. So I thought like maybe they like
0: <laughs> Casey just goes to the beach and he's like what is this mythical place? <laughs> <Poseidon>.
2: <laughs> How did I get here? The 405? <laughs> no, yeah, like maybe these four students like were looking for something sacred at the school and like Maybe like they were looking for like the teacher's lounge and they stumbled into an alternative dimension and like, I guess the
0: beach in this case.
1: <laughs> I like it. I like yeah. it.
0: I mean, it is very like reflective water and it does look very like, ooh, spacey. So I get it. Right. By
2: the way, didn't, wasn't it a letdown when you guys eventually found out that the teacher's lounge was nothing fancy? I never
0: romanticized the teacher's lounge. I did. Me
1: either. Um, Fun fact, trauma story.
0: <laughs> <laughs> We're starting early, folks. You can't both. It can't both be true, Skylar. Well,
1: it's both true. It's a fun fact. I worked in a teacher's lounge because my stepmom volunteered me to take her place in the PTA, and I had to run the whole thing, and I will never have children because I never want to be part of school activities ever again.
0: The only part of that that was fun was the fact that I know I never have to have kids.
1: (laughs) We got traveling for life, baby.
0: But the trauma was way stronger than the fun fact.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, that's not even half of the trauma.
2: I'm giving you points, though, for doing both. You did both. <laughs> it's fun <laughs> for someone. We didn't know it was going
0: to be your husband, but it
1: was someone. It was someone. fun for Casey.
2: It was fun for me.
0: <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, going off the poster, let's go through the characters on it. Uh, let's go the brown-haired boy up top. Okay, so the brown-haired guy, his name is
2: Zach, and he is like popular at school because he can do tricks on those like tiny finger skateboards. Do you guys remember those? Ooh, tactics. Oh, that's what they were called. I could not think of what they were called. Yeah, so he—he's that's how he got popular because he could do tricks on his tech deck. I don't um, think anyone is popular for tech deck tricks. Uh, I mean, obviously,
1: you were in second grade, so like, I don't know.
2: uh, Scott was like, you know how many guys I've gotten with because of their tech deck skills. (laughs) Same, Skylar. Honestly, though,
1: PJ, if you bust out like a tech deck and you did like a sick ass Ollie or kickflip, I would probably be like, all right, we got to go to the bedroom.
0: Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Ridiculous. Skylar, but also, can I just say, dear listeners, Skylar has like the weirdest criteria for like what is super hot for her. Like the list, as far as I can tell, is be funny. Yep. Play a musical instrument. That's pretty cool. Or play with tech decks. (laughs) (laughs) I mean,. Honestly, Sometimes magic tricks Oh, oh and magic
2: tricks <laughs> Okay but do you have to do all four or just at least one Just at least one I think that sounds on, like Skylar's ridiculous. humble <laughs> I, I, You know what? I was going to be on your side about this PJ But I'm with you Skylar the, All those things are pretty cool <laughs> Right <laughs> If he has food also I'm also in Remember well, that Casey, one that time I went on
1: a date with someone In the middle of a relationship Because I had no idea it was a date Yes That guy did magic I'm sorry
0: I thought you were just hanging out with a friend and I mean so did you yeah that happens though sometimes I like literally just have no inclination in my brain to think you would ever cheat on me uh because I trust you obviously implicitly Mm -hmm. and so like i literally didn't even question it like i wasn't like who is this guy what are his intentions i was like okay and then when you came home and you were like i think that was supposed to be a date i was like ah weird
1: (laughs) sucks for that guy
0: sucks for him i got i got the girl this is our new relationship (laughs)
1: podcast where we talk about Obscure dating stories.
0: Oh, my gosh.
2: I'm in for Dress. that one, too.
0: All right. So, Zach, uh, he's good with tech decks. Yeah.
2: And so, like, outside of school, he wears a lot of billabong. And, like, he wants to be Bucky Lassic because he loved playing Tony Hawk's Pro Skater.
1: Ooh, yes.
2: And he basically wants to be Avril Lavigne's skater boy. Full on. So, that's his vibe.
0: The boy with the glasses.
2: Uh introverted guy who, like... He um like probably bicurious. curious um, and like the brown haired guy, Zach, he probably forces this guy to go out, you know, like to do outdoor things. But he really doesn't want to. He kind of remi- I bet he like is like Arnold from the magic school bus where he's always saying, like, I knew I should have stayed home today. Like, that's that's him for me.
0: Can't we just have one normal field trip yeah. with a frizz? No, no way! way.
2: <laughs> God, that song's good, too. I can't wait till we do Magic School Bus, the anime. Oh! Whew. Uh... <laughs>
1: <laughs> next
0: year
2: by the way based on my description I was thinking about this from a past podcast would I be describing what is known as an
0: otaku no no so otakus are essentially like prototypical basement dweller
1: and a lot of them usually are obsessed with the more video game and computer side of it
0: yeah it's video games like dating sims it could also be anime like more like rec- recluse shut-ins theoretically right but he is based on what you're describing as like someone who's just more a little bit introverted wouldn't necessarily be an otaku Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. They need
1: like a special interest. We teach
2: so much. We learn so much here on the podcast. Mm -hmm. It's so informative. I can't wait till PBS picks us up. Anyways, back to you, PJ. Uh, what about this blonde girl? Okay, the girl with the blonde, 2012 Taylor Swift hair. She's super into horses and baking. Um, she's got daddy issues and some internalized misogyny, so she probably reads, like, old how-to books on how to be a, a good homemaker or a housewife for her husband. You know those, like, old Are 1950s Are you just describing
0: books? Skylar from, like, for freshman year of college
2: did you do this skylar
1: oh because of like my traumatic upbringing yeah, yeah yeah
2: all right guys take a shot that's the second trump trauma response we got for this
1: um you said like likes horses is she a horse girl or just like a mild interest
2: mild interest horse girl she's not full horse girl um she's but it's just something that she claims is her thing but she can't fully commit because she has to give all of her time to like pleasing a man Ugh, gross yeah it's not so great hey wait isn't there a term for that too didn't we ta- didn't you guys teach me about that too the like the girls who like are all obsessed with like will do anything to like please it's their guy. we've had girl. this conversation before pick me girl no
0: pick me girls aren't g- women that would do anything to please their man necessarily they can be pick me girls can be women who would do that but necessarily like a woman who would do anything to please your man doesn't have to be a pick me girl because a lot of pick me girls are like bra girls who are like i don't do i don't need makeup like i'm one of the boys oh. look at me i'm so cool i'm one of the boys and like i hate women so the internalized misogyny hella pick me girl energy but doing anything to please your man i think it's just like toxicity in mm, the gotcha 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 in your city. city
1: no i don't, I- don't know why. <laughs> How do you own disorder <laughs> Sorry. If
2: we didn't have a name for this episode already, I would name it Otakus and Pick Me Girls like as the name for this episode. It's so informative.
1: That's not a great <laughs> What thing. if we didn't? But we love you.
0: Alright. Casey so we know throughout the course of this year, don't let Casey name things. Don't let Casey design posters.
2: Nope. None of the above.
0: Don't let Casey do
2: chores don't let Casey help even though he's trying to be nice
0: we love Casey we do (laughs) And when Casey was living with us, he was like, hey, you know, like, we I really appreciate you letting me stay here. Let me, like, do the dishes. Let me do chores. <laughs> and, like, we had to have, like, an intervention. We were like, we appreciate all the help you're offering. It's so amazing that you don't want to just kind of, like, be like a mooch or whatever. But please, like, you don't do the dishes that well. Can you just, like, just be our guest. Be just sit there and look pretty.
1: Guest. Be
0: our guest. Have you guys
2: ever been intentional? Like, not truly intentional, like, truly tried your best, but been so horrible that they they've asked you to stop. I wasn't offended because I'm not going to lie. That's not the first feedback I've got about that. <laughs> but, but like truly in my heart, I think it's, just, I don't know what it is. I don't like it's, I, th- I think it's ADHD, but I don't want to like blame it on that. I don't know. I, maybe I'm just garbage. <laughs> blame it on the AADHD.
0: <laughs> Jamie Fox, write that. Let's collab. No, but you know, it's not, it's not from a place of malice. It is always like, we love you. We do. Please just, Thank you for the
2: offer. You know what? The goal is I just have to make money on the side so I can pay for things because that's
0: where I can help in a way that doesn't hurt other people. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, before we get to, to that, let's finish off with this brunette girl. The brown haired girl
2: on the right. She is like what I would call the romantic red herring. I think they're gonna make you want to believe that one of the guys wants to be with her. Like it makes seem like from the jump she's the one the guys want to get with, but it's all to set up them getting with the blonde girl. That's gonna be the plot line. They're chasing her for the longest time, but really in the end, brown hair is gonna be on her own and one of the other guys is gonna be with the blonde girl.
0: This is maybe one of your best predictions mm-hmm, yet, Casey. I love it. <gasps> is it really? Oh my gosh. Oh, and I mean, so- obviously we'll get into it, but I mean you're about literally about to watch the episode. So I don't feel bad saying one of the best predictions yet <laughs>
1: Good job, Casey.
2: Since you said that, let me ruin that by continuing on with my prediction. You
1: sounded so excited.
0: Or right, hear me out. You could just quit while you're ahead.
2: Nope. You guys, obviously, I'm on to something, so I'm just gonna keep going. So I think once this br- brunette hair girl, sorry, graduates from school, she's gonna move to the East Coast for college. She's gonna become a feminist, and then she's gonna start wearing a lot of berets. And then when she comes home, she's gonna become like the PC police and like tell like her brother-in-law to like you can't call this thing this like that's an outdated term you can't do this or whatever wow, but like, it's so
0: wild how much you ruined all the goodwill you just <laughs> gave me. like it went from like the best prediction to legitimately one of I was your words
1: honestly the show only runs up to middle school, so who's to say? We don't know. She could do that in her college years.
0: I still don't like the idea. Thanks, of- Skyler. I still don't like Casey's prediction.
2: I- I'm just being honest of what I thought she was going to do. You know, she's like, like, okay, let's call it this. The white people that come back after they've gone to school or whatever, and like they become like the PC police and is always like ha- are not self-aware of like the fact that they're trying to correct everybody. That being said, you guys, <laughs> I'd like to teach you guys about how the way it's getting... Gonna- <laughs>
0: just kidding <laughs> Casey uh, you know what Casey said we should have renamed this episode to Otakus and Me Girls we should have renamed it to Casey should have quit while he was ahead sure. <laughs> you guys should have named the podcast that <laughs> Casey should have quit while he Casey's was ahead. A the podcast. We'll be back after we watch episodes one and two of Your Line, April. We'll see. Maybe out of nowhere, uh, in episode one and two, they'll do a flash future where we see this brunette become the PC police. But you'll have to watch those episodes with us to see if that happens. I bet. But stay tuned. We're going to watch episodes one and two of Your Line, April. We'll be right back. Right, we're back and we watched episodes one and two of your line april casey what did you think
2: i did not see that future for the brunette girl Fortunately, uh, who would have thought who would have thought who this is have such have a thought? good prediction i was waiting for the cut ahead for her to be like cut ahead to her and her like you know new beret yelling at, at like thanksgiving yell at her grandpa like grandpa no like something like that <laughs> But You've no, done a whole um, lot of it,
1: world building for this brunette character named Subaki, by the way.
2: Subaki, yes. No, but it's it's cute. Um, this is de- like obviously as we've transitioned now from more action stuff like with the classics and like transitioning yeah. to this much different vibe. I was like, it was a harder for me to like, ease into it just because like what we've been watching. But like, I did get into it. and I was like charmed a lot. Uh, Kuse, I think his name is. Um, am I saying Kosei. his name right? Yeah, basically Kusei. Kosei and Kaori, Kaori? I can't say anyone's name right. now. Kaori oh my gosh Kauri oh man it's tough but those two I found them both very charming
0: yeah no for sure I think the anime does a really good job of every character that you like obviously actually interact with having like a lot of personality and not just feeling like none of the four characters that you interact with feel like a friend A <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> am I right Ah, <laughs> this guy uh, they don't feel like super unimportant but yeah I completely agree and I like that you were charmed by them because I do find this anime very charming yeah, definitely charmed. They, they they got me. I was like I was like I <laughs> don't know if they're you. gonna get
2: me, but they got I'm me. I'm
1: Genuinely surprised to hear you say that. I'm excited, but I was surprised too. Surprised.
2: <laughs> they caught me off guard too. I was shocked.
0: Well we'll get into it because Casey's liked it. Casey's said things like this before and then changed his mind halfway through the episode. So we'll let's let's not rush to any conclusions. True, here. true, true. So but before we get to those conclusions, let's get through some housekeeping. Housekeeping. Serially so April started as a manga written by Naoshi Arakawa and published in monthly shonen magazine. Though I'd hesitate to classify this as a shonen in any way. Interesting. It ran for 11 volumes from April 2011 through February 2015. Naoshi had previously done sports anime, which I feel like you can kind of see in those first two episodes. But he was getting bored with them so he decided to move on to music mangas. He chose classical because he wanted to stand out from the manga Beck, a rock music manga popular at the time, then he decided to focus on only one instrument to differentiate it from Nodame Cantabile, a classical music manga focused on a whole orchestra. So at this point he's just constantly changing the idea to try to not be compared to anything and then even further changing from the idea he originally just wanted this to be a straight-up violin manga but he knew he wanted a male and a female musician, and he found it too hard to draw two violinists playing music at the same time. But a violinist and a pianist was way easier. So that is how we ended up with what we now know as your line, April, after a few changes, a few compromises, this is what we have. Man,
1: I remember Beck, the band and that manga.
2: You're a loser, baby, so why don't you kill me?
0: The anime was directed by Kyohei Ishiguro, And produced by A1 Pictures for Fuji TV, it ran for 22 episodes from October 2014 to March 2015, which means it never aired in April once. Interesting. So that is a big lie in April. (laughs) They really did it. (laughs) It did have a standalone prequel OVA that released a few months later. And there's also been a light novel, a live action film, and a stage adaptation of the story. Wow. With all of that backstory, let's run down episode one and two very quickly. So episode one, we meet Kosei Tsubaki, Ryota, and Kaori. Kaori is very shown to be very energetic, very Magnetic Dream Girl, and essentially Kosei is kind of just a sad, sad piano boy. We don't super know why yet, and Tsubaki's trying to lift his spirits, and so is Ryota. Tsubaki eventually ends up inviting him to a double date with them and, and Kaori, where beforehand he meets her in a very awkward way, but then they all kind of meet together, go and and go to watch Kaori play violin. It completely awestrucks everyone, but especially Kosei, who starts seeing the world go from black and white to color and he starts to develop these feelings but you can also maybe see that Zubaki likes him and all throughout this he feels like a side character and there's a lot going on so let's talk about
1: it oh my god okay uh you know me I gotta just say animation gorgeous beautiful
0: beautiful oh
2: my gosh yes i was like i wrote that in like first thing i was like oh my goodness this is amazing
1: The cherry blossom petals everywhere oh god
2: the cherry
0: there's something blossom about
2: the petals. way they draw
0: yeah uh, yeah and there's something about the way they draw eyes that i just love i don't know why but there's something so bright and like loving about the way the way they well, draw eyes And it's eyes. funny
1: you say that because um subaki like calls um uh, kosei out for having a dull look in his eyes and he's 14 he needs to have a sparkle and yeah it's really cute
2: <laughs> oh my gosh the um but on that anime thing like i'm mean, animation thing not anime thing that's the whole thing <laughs> uh, <It's an> umbrella. <laughs> on the animation part of it like you know what? sometimes like things can be i think too For me, at least. I don't know if you guys feel this way. Sometimes things can be a little too textured for the way it's like drawn anime. And I think that takes me out of it. Like the fantasy part of it. That's like, oh, well, this is going to be a little too real. But I feel like this um, anime really struck the right balance of like, this is like just balancing fantasy and reality with the drawing. The backgrounds are so
1: incredibly detailed, but also just drawn so soft. I would have like pictures of the background just framed up in a room. It's beautiful.
0: Can I say, I see a lot of parallels or similarities, I guess, between this and Yuri on Ice. Ooh. <gasps> Interesting. The uh, eyes. Because I feel like the animation styles are very similar. The eyes are very similar. But also, I think there's a lot to say about the story, which is this person that had an intense passion for a sport or an instrument kind of having to be lifted back into that love, which is a, not an uncommon trope. I'm not saying that these are the only two stories that have that, but the way they go about it is very similar. And also just kind of like the the energy, where both are kind of just, at the end of the day, kind of like slightly enhanced slice-of-life animes, but the way that they handle that life is just so loving and caring that it it really envelops you in it, while still making you care about the like competition happening outside of it. Right.
2: Absolutely. You know, what I was thinking of speaking of comparisons to this. I thought when I was watching this, I was like, this is just like Hilary Duff's lesser known work, Raise Your Voice. <laughs>
1: I will never get over that class scene with her singing ever, ever, ever.
2: <laughs> oh, my, God, me neither. Oh, my God. That was cringe. Um, <laughs> by the way, Hill, congratulations on the birth of your new child. I saw your Instagram post today. Aww. Amazing. Can I say
0: while I was watching this I did have one point where I was like all right well this is Hillary Duff What? <laughs> I I won't say where. You know what I will say because it's not the choice I went with but the first few notes of the outro song I was like so this is a Hillary Duff <laughs> song. Oh, first album, definitely Metamorphosis. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, I was like, this is Metamorphosis. But then obviously the vocals kick in, and I was like, okay, so we're changing our, we're changing, we're changing.
2: Gosh. Did I tell you guys that I did a Megan Thee Stallion Hillary Duff
0: playlist this week?
2: (laughs) And it's been fantastic. You did what a that that you guys who would have thought a vibe man let's get a collab going let's start that also like start that grassroots movement here as well
0: speaking of like the like person who has to refine their like love of their passion thing you know what other trope this anime does that i didn't even realize was such a trope until i started watching this is is the manic pixie dream girl who has to come into someone's life to like teach them to live again
1: yes well and it's funny because again subaki was talking about like oh when you fall in love like you see everything so colorful and then we get like that ending shot of like kosei being like i see everything in monotone and it's just like oh poor sad yeah. boy
2: and then and then hillary duff came and she was like and everything's technicolor <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh by the way what, what's that uh, subaki when i was when i first heard her name by the way um i don't know if you guys thought this but i was like wait is that not food isn't that a food and i was like no that's the greek sauce thing called suzaki or whatever sauce or whatever that is Tzatziki. yeah see i can't even i was like what Tj makes
1: really good suzuki sauce hell
0: yeah oh i love
2: it i love so good
0: So speaking of him being a sad boy, a really long time ago when Skylar was telling me about the anime, I was like, oh, so it's like a musical prodigy? And she was like, yeah, but like, and obviously this is like not a spoiler spoiler, but like obviously like, you didn't get to see this but as they get into like actual competition later on in the anime like the contestants are all just mean right because like it's very competitive and I was like yeah well you don't become good you, you're not you can't be a child prodigy at an instrument without a lot of childhood trauma totally and I was like because the only way you get childhood prodigy good is by your parent of ab- mentally or physically abusing you to be that way. <laughs> why not both <laughs> and then once I started watching the anime and like you have the scenes of like, His mom, like, literally, just like being terrible to him. I was like, I don't know. When you I said right. that, I was
1: like, ha, 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 You're not wrong. Oh my god.
2: Oh my gosh. Speaking of his mom, I knew when they
0: panned over to her, like, I was like, She's gonna she be dead. Isn't she? Yeah, like. She dead as hell. hell. She dead, so dead as hell. She got no knee. The first two episodes don't do a great job of showing you this, Casey. This isn't a spoiler. This is like a crux of the anime, but it just doesn't really super show it in the first two episodes. Is that breakdown he has at the end of episode one while he's playing as a kid? It's because the trauma from his mom's death is so intense that he becomes deaf to the piano specifically. Oh, my gosh. He cannot hear terrible. the piano. It's hard when, like, the thing
2: you love is also a trauma trigger. That's yeah. tough. Well, I yeah. mean, and then you even see,
1: like, when he's alone in his house because his dad, you know, does the typical Japanese father thing where they just don't live at home and they're out of the house working always. Like, he's just like, I hate the piano. And you're like... Oh, okay, so yeah, this is, this is definitely a mom thing.
2: I did not know that was a trope for Japanese dads, though.
0: Oh, it's a hella trope, Casey. Pay attention, especially when we watch shonens, but in general, when we're watching anime, oh, yeah, pay attention. Right. Almost no dads yeah i was like what was that one we just watched um for in the classics month it was uh evangelion yeah, genesis evangelion. yeah uh, very absent and very terrible father yeah because essentially like the trope is because japan is a very work focused society right we've even talked to you about like uh, i forget the term but there's a term for japanese people literally working themselves to death because it's so common
1: that's how pj's gonna die not
0: anymore <laughs> i've been off for a year <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to think of a new way but it's such such a legitimately common thing that it is very common for kids to almost never see their dads because the dads are always out working.
1: Also, it's called um, karoshi.
0: Karoshi is the death by work? Yeah. Karoshi is so common, unrelated to that. Just in general, kids never see their dads. Like, it's... So common that it's almost always in, like, anime because people just don't really see them. And Skylar was telling me about this, but apparently once, like, the dads finally retire, the wives, like, don't know how to handle having a husband at home all the time. Oh, yeah. That's a dynamic God,
1: I forgot what it's called. It's, like, it's called, like, something death because, like, the they're, like, yeah, the wives begin to die just because they cannot handle being around their husband full time.
2: Jeez. You know, I think this would all be solved if, like, those Japanese dads had heard a little song called work from home by fifth harmony i really think that would have we solved can work it. from home exactly uh, uh, you can work uh, from uh, home uh. you ain't gotta go to work 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 see that solves the whole that explains everything
1: well <laughs> not to like keep derailing it but it's really interesting because um there's a huge conversation between like younger japanese people about not wanting to work to death and like wanting to spend more time with their families and there's this huge divide between younger and older people because the older people are like well this is what you do to provide for your family and they're like well i want to spend time with my family and then they're like well you're lazy and they're like why i'm still working like it's fine just because i'm yeah. not like putting uh you know working literally like 22 hours a day
0: mm-hmm. that's true no for sure and i think there's a similar conversation happening in america i was just gonna about, say about like should a forty-hour work week be- really be the standard to be alive? Like you know, and I know a lot of countries are experimenting with shorter and shorter work weeks, and I think that's the right way to go. I like. I don't think we should be slaves to like corporation or need to work all of our lives to like literally exist on the bare minimum. Right. Yeah. So true. Ooh.
1: So I would like to say, out of the three women we see that um, Kose interacts with, all of them are violent. His mom, Subaki, and Kauri all violent towards him
0: well they always say you basic you you end up with your parents right that's what they always say have you guys found that to be true for you guys no i definitely think it's true
1: you think you're like my father
0: so i think it's partially true right i think you pick qualities that are either that you almost kind of realize not inherently but somewhere in the back of your mind you can't live without because even like me who like you know doesn't really have a relationship with parents anymore obviously because my mom's passed away and my father doesn't exist in my life but like i see He's certain traits of, of
1: shit.
0: but i see certain traits of them in Skylar. like it's not the traits that like i like hated right like i'm not saying like yeah all the most toxic behaviors of my parents are in skylar but like i see some of that nurturing i see some of that personality just like some of the better parts of them in skylar very minimally like you have to look for it right but i think to an extent like the first people in your life that you're taught to love whether you continue to or not are your parents true that's real deep That was deep, I was going to say, but true. <laughs> and uh, the things that you and when you love someone, especially when you're kind of forced to love someone, you have to find the thing that makes that love real. And you find mm-hmm. that by looking for the good qualities. And because of that, your idea of what a good quality in a person is, is the few good qualities your parents might have. You guys, we just got a
2: masterclass right now. That was really something, PJ. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like thinking about that with my boyfriend now. I'm like, okay, I can see that too. I get that.
1: Oof. That was intense.
2: That was intense.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I need a cigarette now. <laughs>
2: and a good gotta cry. Go.
0: <laughs> Someone get the wine. Relationship philosophy is Skylar's fifth turn on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as is mine. I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh my Uh, god! but speaking of that i agree like he does kind of look for like i don't even think he looks for strong women but he finds strong women And i kind of find that in myself a lot too because like i was like almost solely raised by women like my father was kind of always working and obviously when he was around i hated it but um you know i was raised by my grandma my mom my sister like who was you know like old enough to help raise me at the time and you know and i was close with my sister who's similar age to me like i was surrounded by women so all i had was strong women in my life and because of that like you look at the people that i'm friends and in a relationship with like skylar's a strong woman and you know my i'm a strong woman well casey like you know like obviously not to like belabor a point that you used to make a lot in oh I, I knew this
2: would finally come up i knew it but, okay you know go you for
0: always it. had that like you know the reason that gays love strong female characters is because like it's that ownership of femininity that they've been chastised for Speaking of which, shout out Little Nas X for like, such an oh, amazing oh music my video, God. an amazing song. I am clapping my hands over you have not listened to Montero, call me by your name. It is a beautiful, beautiful expression of coming out as a gay man mm. and owning uh, the hate that is given to you.
1: And fuck anyone who gives it any kind of fucking shade. Well, anyone that gives it shade are
0: the people that it's specifically targeting. You know, like it's about those, the the hate that those people gave him in his life. Unrelated. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. I think we could talk about that for a whole podcast, but I won't let us. That's our
1: new podcast.
0: But like, you know, I feel that with you, Casey, right? Like, and then like, honestly, like, I only have two straight male friends. That's a lot. That's I have uh more from like my past before like I kind of like was okay with my queerness and I, they're still my friends. Like that doesn't discount them as my friends. But the people that I'm closest with today are you know my like female best friends. I have two female best friends. I have several female very close friends, and then I have you, Casey. I have Patrick. I have Skylar. I've these. I'm surrounded by women and queer people. You know that's right. I, I think that comes me, your from... best friend and wife. Yes, <laughs> it's true. Who's also a female? You should marry your best friend. That's a separate conversation. Skylar really does deserve to be your wife because she is all, she's like all the colors, D, all the above. Strong queer woman. Gotta Strong love Strong queer it. woman.
2: We love it. We love to see it.
0: So, yeah, I think that's it's true. I think that's what you surround yourself with. So, that was the anime. No, I'm just kidding.
1: <laughs> Casey, what did you think when he, um, when he sees Carrie for the first time playing the melodica. Uh,
2: okay, it was beautiful, but can I tell you what got me? Why? What really got me is like after that towards the end where he's like, I'm not going to go to the, viol- the performance or and she comes and grabs his hand like that got me that got Oof. me. But yeah. yeah, when she like grabs him, she's like, come with us. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Because you just know, like, it's gonna be like this thing he loved, which he like had to shut himself off from. Like, she's now gonna like. I don't. I mean, I don't know. I've only seen the first two episodes. I just assume, but like, she's gonna show him like like the bring back the joy to this thing that was once once like a source of trauma. So I'm. I was yeah. like, Ugh. Oh, right. I think we've all kind of had like moments like that. I just had that yeah. moment this week. Now that I think about it, with what? Well, okay, so I I've. I know on this podcast, I talk a lot about wrestling, right? But like PJ, PJ and Scott, you both know, like I do not like talking about it enough. I get weird about talking about it. I don't know if you guys pick up on that, but like, I get like real, like I get kind of like strange about it. Cause I think I have so much like shame from loving it for like the longest time. Cause like wrestling has been like for a lot of people, they think it's like the dumbest thing ever. And they like, always make fun of me for it all the time. And then like this week, um, because for international it's women's month this month. Um, it's still March. Yeah. Still March while we're recording this. Um, Uh, and it will be April by the time it releases. (laughs) Okay. So just so you guys know, this was in March. Um, but anyway, so, uh, WWE just did like their like 50 greatest women of all time countdown for this past week. They're releasing seeing new episode every day. And like, uh, my boyfriend like sat down he's like, wanted to watch it with me and like, was like interested in asking questions. And like, that kind of like was amazing for me. Cause I was like, I can share this thing that like, Aww. I have so much shame about. Yeah. I, 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 it was very, it was emotional, but it was, um, it was really sweet. But um so I can I can understand like I guess like pro wrestling is my violin piano situation (laughs) in comparison (laughs)
0: it's um, no but i i get what you're saying it's very it's very nice when you get to finally kind of like express something that you feel a little shame about like we talked about in our toxicity and gatekeeping episode that sometimes skylar feels a lot of shame for liking shoujo anime i kind of have to be the one that was like you're allowed to like the things you like like just because it's like quote unquote like the girly option doesn't mean you have to feel shitty about liking it that's just because toxic men in your life at some point told you that was the right choice true and for you like at some point people probably were like wow you like wrestling especially toxic like men. To <laughs> women's that wrestling. Off from yourself toxic men <laughs> it's getting now. you know and just like i remember i obviously i won't say what they are but like slightly tmi there was a point very early on in mine and Skyler's relationship where we realized that both of us both of us knew this of uh, ourselves individually obviously right that we had the same three specific kinks, and they're very, very niche kinks. And the moment that we realized that we both had all three, especially considering some of them are like rare as hell, we were like, Oh my god, what? There's someone else that I get to like not only share this with, but that I'm like sexually intimate with. Like, this is great,
2: mm-hmm. right? That's so true. It was shocking. Sh- you guys are a triple, you guys are both each other's triple threat. I love it, yeah. <laughs> Comment below if you guys would like Skylar and PJ to reveal those kinks for a we good amount, amount of money. We will never. <laughs> we will not. But for a good can amount I say, of money. It's
0: none of the gross ones. I will give you
2: that. I didn't think they would be gross. I thought they'd be pure, but just the fact that like you have them, I thought like, there would be, like, you have to be protective of those things. So I understand.
0: Yeah. The other thing I wanted to bring up with this anime was I feel really bad for Subaki Because you can super tell... That she's hella intercose and she's doing all these things to try to get him out of his shell, but all she's doing inherently is pushing him towards Kauri. Yeah, yeah. that is a vibe,
1: but like we know why she's doing it. She knows that, um, by watching Kauri, it's gonna re like re invigorate his love for music no, and we kind of sure. i see happening. what she's
0: going for but at the end of the day homegirl's super into him oh, yeah. obviously yeah. and all she, it's like literally she's like literally introducing him to the competition right
1: and casey that's like that romantic red herring thing romantic like you were
0: totally yeah. yeah when you were like romantic red herring i was like wow that is exactly what's happening here
2: <laughs> And then the rest of it was pretty accurate, almost. Except for the end part. God, I should have stopped while I was ahead. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I wish one of us warned you. I wish you guys had warned me too, but I guess, you know, you live, you learn. I know. We're terrible. You (laughs) know,
1: I really like the blend of humor they have in this anime. Because a lot of, like, Slice of Life, you have very calm, very, like, beautiful and thoughtful anime. But they just, uh, they blend the comedy pretty well.
2: Yeah, I would agree. With yeah, that. It, 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 it's a they have a it's a nice balance for that transition, like from the serious, like more romantic, traumatic moments.
1: I just I love how Two Face Cowrie um, is like when she's meeting what's his face, and she's just like, I swear to God, if you say oh, if you say yeah. anything,
0: yeah. That's, yes. <laughs> well, and also like he has a like accidental upskirt shot of her. Yeah. Which, Casey, do you know like the upskirt stuff in Japan? I did
2: see the first episode of 13 Reasons Why, where Hannah got um, a picture of her skirt and that passed around school. So I imagine that's very challenging.
0: So, fun fact Ooh, <laughs> to coin it's Skyler's a fun little fact. fun fact in Japan, all phones have to make a noise when they shutter, when they take a picture so that you know that someone is taking a picture like you cannot shut it off like you know in america like if you silence your phone like you don't have a shutter sound that is not allowed. it's literally illegal for a phone to not have a shutter sound in japan
2: wow that is a real that indicates a real problem but i mean i guess that's helpful can you imagine them doing that to guys like with like taking pictures and like balls <laughs>
0: like, i don't know why that Like that's not appropriate either, but that's kind of funny. So this kind of ties back to kind of like the workaday culture, right? So Japanese culture is very interesting because you have like the intense work culture, but you also have like this very conservative culture, which is especially kind of jarring when you look at things like anime and hentai. And what what essentially happens is it's kind of like this outward expression of like a ton of repression. Kind of Japanese men and women, but Japanese society is kind of taught to be very internal, like repressive and conservative. Mm -hmm. And so the response, ends up being that when people finally kind of break or get a chance to let loose, they kind of just go wild. And that is why like they have such an intense perversion issue is because men are kind of like holding it all in and like they have they're not taught to like process their sexuality or emotions in any sort of healthy way. So they let it out in the most toxic way possible. Oh yeah. Um, and that is a big con there's a big perversion problem out there right where it comes to like not just being into perverted stuff which is fine let your freak flag fly like watch all the filthy hentai you want i'll be right there with you but when it comes Mm -hmm. to like literal sexual assault right which is the problem yeah right it
1: doesn't help uh that i think the age of consent is like 13 right and there are a lot of people advocating to get uh to raise the age of consent but um, their rape laws are barely existent and they, they really protect men. Like, coercion is definitely like the woman's fault. It's really sad.
0: Like, it is over there. Like, it, they truly do go with that, like, well, why were you dressed like that? Why, you shouldn't have been out doing this. Like, maybe you were tempting him, which is terrible. Yeah, you know what, speaking of this topic, um, I have, I think, I don't know if I've told
2: this story on the podcast before, when I was in Japan, I had gone to... I was in Akihabara. It was... Um, my friend Charmaine and I, we were going to go check out, like, one of, like, the sex stores there. Just see what it was like, you know? And it was, like, five stories of, like, at the sex store. So, it was huge. And um, we go in and, um, like, my... Um, like, on the first two floors, like, everybody's there. So, they have, like, men and women in there or whatever. Um, and then like on the third floor my friend and I were going about to go up there and they told my friend like you need to go outside you can't go upstairs they don't allow women go upstairs and like it my friend and I were like shocked was we like what whatever and like I went up there and like the like stuff up there was just like sex toys like inflatables um uh like more like uh kind of like erotic um gay like magazines because they didn't have any like really a lot of gay stuff' because that was like considered quote unquote more perverted stuff because they're not super um ahead of the times with that. um but like it was just kind of interesting, like how they are more like men can have sexuality, but it's still a secret, and like yeah, it's the, you're right, it does all contribute to like that perverted culture
0: in that way well and there's a well and like i mean i'm only gonna say like a few more things on this because i don't want to get too lost into this conversation but like it is like a very different sexual culture over there it's kind of accepted like a the idea is that women aren't super into sex like they're not they're not sexual super sexual creatures which is why when you have artists like um like megumi igarashi who is like you know kind of like Radical punk Japanese Georgia O'Keeffe, like drawing vaginas everywhere. Like she's literally been arrested, yeah. for drawing vaginas kayak. before. Her vagina kayak, you know. Ugh, beautiful. And uh, but like at the same time, you have male artists who can do the exact same thing, and it's fine. But also, like, like this is like a super super weird thing in Japanese culture. Like it is considered super sexy when women say like no during sex, like when they're like trying to like just that's a part of that section part at least obviously some parts like i'm not saying all japan is like it's just like not all america is like anything or not obviously but i was literally just recently watching a video by a japanese creator on tiktok who was talking about this who was saying like yeah it's like considered super hot when women say no like i don't want this during sex and i was like that doesn't help with the rape culture
1: because what is the word? Because it's uh, super trendy on TikTok to say uh, whatever that phrase is. And they were, they were, uh, they created a TikTok just to be like, hey, this is what this is.
2: But, it, but to the point, like, it does kind of like, I think there's a, I think a lot of men are trying to solve, like, an emasculation problem by being more dominant towards women, which is not the answer. But I think that's obviously the source of, like, all this, like, I need a woman to say no or whatever thing to for it to be like extra sexy.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's just a different cultural response to toxic masculinity, right? Like Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, and speaking of toxic masculinity, you know, who's not that toxic, but has some toxic traits.
1: The head judge of the competition.
2: Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. I will I will say, like, I can appreciate, like, the fun award shows, and I love competitions and stuff like that. But, like, it is always kind of baffling with anything sort of really artistic when it comes to, like, music or paintings or films or whatever that's an art medium. That, like, there's a competition element to it. I do find that really bizarre.
0: Well, and it's because it's so subjective, right? Like, obviously, right. drifting to uh, the judge when it comes to those characters, like, it's so subjective. Like, look at something like American Idol. Right. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, the only two styles that are successful there are country. really pop and country. True. It's pop and country, mostly country, because like that's quote unquote like the most technically sound style. But like, I mean, who's saying like, are you saying then that like people who sing like rock music? Or r Like Daughtry, sure, Juan once, but like, you know, but like obviously you have like your outliers, right? Like you have Daughtry who sang rock, you have Ruben Sutter who sang R&B. But that doesn't discount the fact that like it's so subjective and they clearly have a bias towards a certain style because like, I I mean like who's saying that metal music singers aren't talented. Like that is such a talent to be able to rash your vocal cords like that. Like that is a talent, but that's not the talent they're looking for yeah. because their audience is people that only listen to pop and country. Well, exactly. Then call it like pop idol or something like that. Right. right. Don't be like, American this is about idol. all music. Exactly. And I I agree. Art is so subjective that from one person to the other, who's to say that you're right, that this is what that art is supposed to be. Who's to say that this painting is actually beautiful or that it's really bad. I love music that I'm sure a lot of people consider really bad. Hell, I know I do because sometimes I'm in my, you know, the comments of some of my favorite musicians, Twitter, and everyone's being like, God, no one knows where you're famous. You're trash. And I'm like, I know how they're famous because they're amazing.
1: Yes, it is subjective. But specifically with this competition, competition, everyone's playing the same piece, and it's all about, like, technicality.
0: Like, obviously there's a a difference in subjection there, but I think there is something to be said, too, about like, I don't know, I think technicality i think technically she is doing a great job it's the fact that she is on paper not hitting the things the way they're supposed to be hit yes i think but obviously to an extent i kind of agree with kosei's point where he's kind of like this isn't the place for that right mm. but i do but then i look more to i still think the head judge is problematic. Because then you look at the other judges who are like, that was amazing, but that's not the criteria here. Versus the head judge who's like, this is a
1: blasphemy, you know?
0: right. Well, maybe there isn't I think that's the the delineation.
1: But she's even there. She's like, I'm not here to win. I'm just here to have fun. Which is like, yeah. (laughs)
0: Like, not to spoil anything, but she's just master manipulating a, a bigger scheme for herself here. Yeah.
1: You have no that idea. That a girl. Something I really liked, and it is like uh, what moves the plot forward is the accompanist, for her can't keep up with her style, like um. And then even the judges are like, it's like she's competing with the conductor and the pianist, like what is she doing? Which leads into like the major pop uh the major plot point going forward.
0: And it's, it's obviously, we'll show you some clips about kind of where it moves from here. But before we kind of finish off, I did just want to say, like, I just I just want to talk really quickly about uh, Ryota, because I feel like he, we haven't really talked about him much, uh, because he isn't like as pivotal to the story, obviously. But Ryota is, you know, as far as this, these first few episodes, he is a player. Uh <laughs> Well, he is a player, right? He's with a lot of girls. He's like the captain of the soccer team. He's super cool. But he's also like a really good friend to Kosei. Like he's like never mean to him. And he's like he gives him good advice, even though he's kind of like a little bit of a ditz himself.
1: Mm-hmm. Right.
0: But also, like he is the love interest for Kauri as far as we see here. Yeah. right?
1: And he low-key kind of gives his blessing towards Kosei having a crush. Oh, yeah, because
0: Kosei's like, hey, so, like, what if I was into someone, but they were, like, into you instead? And he's like, go for it. Right. (laughs) But he also says, like, this very beautiful thing uh, where he's like, you know, the reason that it's so easy to fall in love with someone that's already in love is because they shine so much brighter, which I will say is kind of true. I feel like Mm -hmm. when someone gets in a relationship, like, they, like, people find them so much more attractive in a weird way. Like, I was getting no play, right, as a person. <laughs> like, I was getting no play in society. I was going for it and getting shot down, you know, Dikembe Matembo, not in my house. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, the second I started dating Skylar, it's like all of a sudden women started finding me attractive and, like, trying to get it. me. And I was man. like, sorry, sorry, I'm in a relationship now. And... It's like where were you when I was single, but you you I think it's because like when you're when you're in love with someone, you a are just happier. You're putting off at a bigger, brighter energy, but Mm. also you're not trying to impress anyone else anymore. So you're becoming more authentic and more the person that you should have been, quote unquote, to begin with. And so like people are just like, wow, who's this hot person who isn't even trying to be like into me, and like they just seem so happy. Like that's what I want.
2: That's the nice way of saying it, PJ, but let me tell the audience what it really is. You know, in the beginning of Hocus Pocus, when those witches try to come and like suck the life out of that young child, that's what it's like. (laughs) How? <laughs> it's like that because they want to steal every someone someone's happy and they're not
0: and they want to like there are suck. people like that that's not who i'm talking about i know i'm just trying to address that certain audience but they know who there they are people like that there are people who see someone else's joy and all they want to do is ruin it and then the second that they realize that they've that it succeeded and you're no longer with your person they'll drop you flat they never wanted you they just wanted other people to not to be as unhappy and terrible as yeah. they are.
1: So I used to have a friend, um, who I considered like a really good friend. And yeah, she was just a really ugly person. She was cute, but she was an ugly person, like on the inside.
2: And a little bit on the outside. Can I just say,
0: I'm scared, I don't know her. <laughs> I, I would agree. Ooh. I would agree.
1: But yeah, like things just came out. Like she tried to sleep with all my exes, um, just to prove that like she could do it. And anytime she got called out she'd be like no we're not even friends but then like tell me she's my best friend and she would try to break up other relationships that my other friends were in just to like she just has low self-esteem and it sucks
0: and so she would just try to take everyone else's partners yeah yeah, and just to prove that she had some uh, equal or greater worth and this is
1: literally like six years later and she's still doing the same thing and it's it makes me sad
0: but Ryota is not like that. He's yeah, a cool she... guy who just likes playing in the field. I think every girl he's with kind of probably knows that he's with these other girls. He's not an exclusive guy. Uh, And, you know, he's just kind of is having fun. And you know what? If you're into one of these girls, he'll back off because he's a cool, cool guy. Yeah. Ryota, you're the cool, cool guy. <laughs> Two thumbs up. And with that, I think we're going to call it... I think we've talked about pretty much everything I wanted to talk about. Is there any a topic that we didn't get to that you wanted to bring up, either of you? What was that part in the beginning or where um, he got hit in the
2: back, of the, he got hit in the head, and he was, like, left in a pool of his blood. I told you, and violent then, women. I, and then, um, like, Subaki was going to, like, leave, be like, just kidding, nothing happened here, because she didn't know it was him. And then when yeah, he woke she up, was she's like, like oh, thank God. Right? And then, after she's like, sorry about it, like, was, like, the next scene, she, like, hit him in the back of the head with a baseball. I'm like, come on, Subaki." <laughs>
0: Speaking of that, though, I mean, so yes, I think that's all just like violence. She is like a little problematic for trying to leave the scene of a crime. But (laughs) yes, a little problematic. You know, some total BS is the fact that he had to write an apology letter with them. He was the victim. Yeah,
2: I agree. That was BS. But, you know, teachers be like that. They're like, oh, you're all in trouble. Like, like no, how about you do that? Like, actually do some detective work here, fool. Teachers Ugh. be like
0: that, and women be shopping. Women be shopping. Am I right? That's ladies? our
1: next shirt.
0: No, I, I I'm glad you brought that up because I I forgot how mad I was about him having to write an apology <laughs> letter <laughs> about yeah getting a
1: concussion
0: <laughs> about getting assaulted. But let's talk about the music in this anime. Ooh. Let's talk about that intro and outro. So a let's get it out of the way. Two, the musical performance in this anime are really good, and obviously they keep getting better. You'll see them as we watch clips, Casey. But Uh, the intro and outro for this anime, let's talk about those. The opening song is Hikaru Nara, which translates to If It Shines, and it is by Goose House, which, can I say real quick, they plug really hard in the anime. He's listening to the intro all the time, and when he finally first plays it for Tsubaki, she's like, is this that new Goose House song? (laughs) And I was like, okay, guys, we get
2: it. Oh my god, I love when they do that in TV and movies. They'll be like, is this this band you've never heard of until this movie, them?
0: this song so regardless of that casey what did you think of the opening song oh my gosh yeah um I don't know if you guys got
2: this vibe. I was thinking it sounded like the office intro, but like obviously a different version. Like if you think about the American office intro compared to that, there's like weird similarities for me with it. I liked it and it changes. Obviously, it doesn't sound super like that towards the ending where it like starts picking up. But yeah, for some reason, it reminded me of the office intro. Is that strange? I don't get that. But like, I trust you. Yeah, listen to it back. Listen to it back. Yeah, like there's, there like like if you listen to it back, you'll know like, oh, I could see why he thought that. I'm not like saying it's exactly, but there's something similar. What about you, Sky?
1: Oh God. I've been listening to this song all week. It's on my playlist. Um, it's beautiful. Also, it's just really fun. And again, just the animation's so gorgeous.
0: Yeah, I I love the intro. I think it's really good. I don't it's so weird because like the first like 10 seconds of it are always kind of like a miss for me. Like I'm always like "Mm, this intro, but then like it kicks up really well. Yeah.
2: I I kind of feel like if you have only watched like the first couple, like half of the song or half of the like intro, it seems like it's one type of a song. And then towards the other half, like I feel like it kind of comes in a different song. Yeah. Yeah. Towards
0: the end. Yeah. It's real kind of crazy. Uh, Yeah. No, I I love it though. I think it's really good. especially It gets going. Let's talk about the closing song. The closing song is, Kitameki, which translates to glitter, and it is by Wachi or Waki. I'm not positive exactly how it's pronounced, but it's W-A-C-C-I. Ah, them. Totally. I know all their works. Um, uh, what do you think about that song?
2: <laughs> yeah, that one was, um, for me, I got this very like Dawson's Creek, Moody's Point
0: moment. Well, that's kind of the same thing <gasps> Like where I was Ooh, like, yeah. it's like that Hillary Duff metamorphosis. Yeah, like kind late of 90s, vibe, early very, 2000s like, acoustic. Teen drama acoustic. Teen drama
2: acoustic, for sure. Agreed. Absolutely. Yeah, that was it for me. I loved it.
1: I just like how it was so mellow. Again, it's just kind of like a good Wind down.
0: Yeah, no, I think it's it's really good, especially once the anime starts getting a little more sad and intense as it goes on. You kind of like really appreciate it.
1: Do you think they get jealous uh, that they don't get their song like played on cell phones in the anime?
0: Maybe you should have had a more pronounceable name, Wachi or Walkie. There you go. You heard it here.
1: That's uh, PJ's most <laughs> cancelable moment this You episode. maybe have a
0: cool sick name like Goose House. You know what Goose House sounds like? A skateboard brand. No, but yeah, I, I really like this outro. I think it's chill, it's mellow, but like I think it gets the point across. But you know what? point i'd like to get across is who i think would do these songs justice so let's go to my second favorite podcast segment what modern or contemporary artists do you think would do a good job with these anime intros or outros casey why don't you kick us off with hikaru Nara? thinking more towards like the where it picks up
2: part i went with puffy AmiYumi because i was thinking of the teen titans theme song where like just really gets into it really quickly i don't know i thought of puffy Amiyumi. that was my can i say it. i super disagree <laughs> I, okay the teen titans theme song though unrelated but i agree but it's also like i love so the
0: good. teen titans theme song but like i think this isn't that vibe at all
2: Oh, see, I, like, I, just, I was just thinking, I don't know. Something about that just triggered that for me Is in it just mind. two people harmonizing? In a very quick beat, maybe. Maybe that's <laughs> what it is. I,
0: I, I won't, you know, try to put boundaries on it. Maybe that's what it is. It could be. I support your Hi Hi Puffy Ami Yumi. I know they're just Puffy Ami Yumi, but that's, I always remember they're not anime, their cartoon, Hi Hi Puffy Ami Yumi. Skylar, who do you think would have done a good job with this?
1: I'm going to go with the French band Video Club, who had a very popular audio on tiktok
0: what was that audio i don't know it i do know that song okay i see the vibe i see the vibe <sighs> i see what you went for too skylar see mine was like dude
2: like, i can't do the office theme song, i, but you I get... feel
0: like we all literally just were like well we all went with like what band has harmonies was pretty much what we all searched yeah. not searched, but like went through our minds for i went with of monsters and men Oh yeah. Oh,
1: I can see that definitely.
0: I feel like it's a similar vibe, a similar energy. I don't think their voices fully match up, but like it's it's hard because you really do want to find a musician that does have good like harmonization because this song has amazing harmonization. Hmm. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, it's so good.
0: Let's maybe we'll have an easier time picking out uh, an artist we can all agree on with Kitameki. The outro, scatter. why don't you kick us off on that?
1: So I chose, and it was just like, like as soon as I heard the outro, I was just like, oh, Death Cab for Cutie, or the Postal Service, whichever one you want to go with. But Death Cab for Cutie has more of that acoustic vibe. Um, What's His Face has uh, a very soft voice, which just reminded me of the singer from this outro. Yeah,
0: I get that. I I super get that. Yeah, I went with um, a similar theme there. Uh, Casey, what about you? In keeping in line with what
2: I said about, like, the outro, like, what it sounded like TV-wise before, Paula Cole, uh, 90s icon Paula Cole. Yeah. I don't want to wait for our lives to be My over. For our to be over. So good.
0: Okay, I can see that. It's better than mine. Which, mine, I don't know where my brain thought of it. I hear it. So I want to clarify. I don't think my mine is bad, but I don't think it's good. But as soon as I thought of it, my brain was like, I won't let you think any other thoughts. Because <laughs> my person is Jason Mraz.
1: <gasps> Shut up. I literally had Jason Mraz uh, picked out because for Because he it. has a same, it was-
0: similar soft voice, right? That like Because it's very soft melody music.
1: Yeah. um, Because I did that, you know, that thing where I second guessed myself. I had chosen Death for Cutie and I was like, maybe that's not the right pick. Then I went and looked up Jason Morales because, like, he's got that vibe. Nice, cute. And then I was just like, no, you know what? Go your first instinct.
0: Let's take a break from talking about this. Let's watch a few clips to give Casey some additional context. And we'll be back with our closing thoughts and closing segments. So stay tuned, everyone. Kanichiwa my fellow ebe's. PJ here, thanking you as always for listening to our podcast. We hope you're enjoying this episode. It's true, we really did make April Music Month specifically because of your Lion April. I mean, we were going to have Music Month anyways, but it just felt right, you know? Honestly, we should have done Gaming Month in March so we could have done March Comes in Like a Lion, but we all have to live with the choices we make. See what other choices we make by following us on social media. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Kawaii Speaking of TikTok, the secret word or words, I suppose, for this episode are banana nut bread. That's banana nut bread. Make sure you're following us and be the first person to comment on our secret word video for Your Lion April. Don't know what the hell I'm talking about? Go check out our TikTok for more details. On Facebook, you can also find the official Kawaii Disappointment group, where you can interact with us as well as other fans of the podcast. Or, go to our website, kawaiidesuppod.com, for links to those socials as well as all of our episodes. That's K-A-W-A-I-I d-e-s-u-p-o-d.com spread the word about us and if you feel so inclined, leave a review on iTunes it really does help tune in next Monday as we continue Music Month with the rocking dualities of Nana you won't want to miss it now, back to the podcast we're back we had casey watch some clips get some additional context see some additional beautiful arrangements get some additional lies in this april casey what did you think after all that
2: i can't believe you said that joke but uh <laughs> after all of that um it was beautiful um to- really uh, really really lovely um the music is enchanting the visuals are amazing um i know this is more about music i guess this central storyline but man the visuals like truly stunning yeah, stunning, oh, stunning
0: visuals. So
1: beautiful. The amount of times I cried watching this whole anime—too many times, too many times. I
0: cried watching the clips.
1: Good. I
0: was uh, okay. No, it's it.
2: Ugh, Kiki has no heart. That's why.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was definitely there's some
2: tough stuff, but yeah.
0: Who's too tough to feel hearts? He's too tough. Oh my god, no, the lies uh, you uh, tell. No, but this we April. love it
1: she was the lie in april
0: she was the lie (laughs) the lie in april was the friendships we made along the way (laughs) (laughs) oh my god happy 10-year anniversary guys (laughs) yay Yay. it is as we're recording this a day after the 10-year anniversary of the day where Skylar and Casey became my friends. The greatest day of your life.
1: And we became each other's friends. Like, Casey and I didn't know each other that
0: Oh, day. I thought you guys had already kind of, like, hung out and stuff Mm-mm. no
2: we i i think we saw each other across the room but like we didn't actually meet until skylar was doing the makeup
0: for me <laughs> uh at the so dracula then photo this shoot. is the 10 year anniversary of us becoming friends on the long lost and i literally mean lost because it does not exist anymore patrick a dracula rap music video shoot yes which i wrote and uh, co-produced uh, on that. Um, I am a in. rap star and starred in, yes. Yeah. So I guess we're also an anime about three friends brought together by music. Yes. Wow. <laughs> oh my God. How meta. Patrick is our Ryota because he's like kind of in the background. Right. Yeah. And also because he's the reason that we don't have that music video to reminisce on. Damn it. <laughs> yeah. I could have been winning Grammys already. Could have all been winning Grammys. <laughs> But, I mean, so with all of the episodes that we saw and all the clips that we saw, uh, Casey, did you end up with a favorite character?
2: So, um, my favorite character, I think if I had to choose... Yeah, I'm gonna go with Kayari. Um... I just found her, like, I didn't, I like, from what my prediction on the poster, I don't think I was going to like her, if you could tell, but like, I ended up really finding her charming. I think what won me over was just, it's the end of the first episode, and it's the dynamic she has with, uh, whatchamacallit, um, Kelsey still can't say his name. That's okay. But, like, just, like the, like, the way they meet, the way she, like, acts, like, super, like, mean to him. But then she's, like, nice to everybody I thought was really cute and funny. And then the fact that, like, that scene where she grabs his hand to bring him to the recital, like, that was, I think that scene
0: made me really, like, make her my favorite. Love that. No, she's, she's phenomenal. Uh, Skylar, who's your favorite?
1: Carrie is also my favorite character. She just, she made me cry way too many times. And if you can make me cry in a good way, I love you.
0: <laughs> Don't make her cry in a bad way. Then you're going to be on, on the podcast <laughs> as That's a trauma story.
1: And trauma. <laughs> trauma, drama.
0: Trauma, drama. Our new, new podcast. I, you know, honestly, I. We didn't think it was going to be Kaori. Like, I went in being like, yeah, she's cool, but you know, she's just kind of like the manic pixie dream girl character. You know, who I love and I still love. It's like a close, close second Isubaki. I know. Because I stand a secondary character, but Kaori just, God, she is just pure joy. And I love it. Is this the first time we've all agreed on the same character being our favorite?
2: Yes. But it might be. It is. It is. Yes. Yeah, I think so too. Wow. Well, she's just
0: such a good character. What are you gonna do? Yeah. You know? yeah she's I, amazing. I, totally. Yeah, and it, I if it's the first time we're agreeing, then what a milestone. What let's a see milestone. if we continue to agree. When we ask you, Casey, the big question, Will you continue watching this anime? I definitely would consider this a Kawaii success. Um <laughs>
2: uh classic misdirection uh (laughs) no yeah this was a really good anime um obviously i would need to feel like in a place where i needed to watch something really dramatic i feel like to watch it um i couldn't like for me this isn't like an every like this is too emotional for me all the time but like i could definitely see myself watching this regularly on a uh, certain uh emotional binge
0: no i i could love it i completely agree i hadn't really super watched it until i watched it for this episode but Skylar had been gushing about it for such a long time and obviously just the anime community in general had and i watched it and i was like wow this is like so good
1: yes yeah oh my god Ugh, i watched it when it like first came out so like it's been a long time waiting for pj to watch this
0: like, I'm just glad we were able to make this joke so that I could watch this anime. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, awesome. I'm glad we all enjoyed this anime. I'm glad we all have the same favorite character. It seems like we're riding high. Let's see if we can keep that going.
1: Because it's time for everyone's favorite podcast segment. Is there an AMV for that? <laughs>
2: AMV. Anime music videos. Is there a name? <laughs> it's always a surprise. <laughs> Every time.
0: Oh my god. I was like, did, did her mic cut out? What happened? Nope. <laughs> never does
1: after i said the first part i was just like wait did i say that right wait say the second part
0: that was that uh (laughs) all right casey you know the rules song and artist, hit me with them the mellow tones of the
2: show mixed with like the underlying sadness it needs to be some romantic sadness ballad i think no better one other than the present because it seems like a very modern anime
0: Uh, i'm gonna go with driver's license by olivia rodrigo I oh. would love if this exists. I hope it does. Bold. Uh, hell yeah, it does, my guy. There's like quite a few, especially <laughs> considering how new wow, that song is. I was really is. shocked. There's at least two. There's at least two. It makes total Aww, sense, though. Because, I mean, Driver's License is such a beautiful song about like heartbreak and sadness in young love. And I think that's yeah, what this anime is yeah. about, too. You know, obviously in a very mm. different way, but like you can really relate those emotions. And, you know, you did say forever. Now I do just drive alone past your street. Oh my gosh. Yeah. No, total solid three points in the book. Love that. Oh, love yes. that. Love that. Solid, solid, solid. Well, I mean, since Skylar and I have already seen it, we don't, we're not going to throw any hats in the ring, but there is one more hat to throw in the ring.
1: For the super secret, not so secret, bonus round, is there an MV for your line April to Evanescence Bring Me to Life?
2: Has to be. That makes total sense. Shockingly. There
0: are no AMVs to bring me See, to life. Uh,
1: this is what there I'm is saying. There is one for My Immortal, though doesn't count. It doesn't. There
0: are evanescent songs, so it does still count as an anime. My Immortal, <laughs> but unfortunately, is song anyway. it cannot get that f- uh, that fourth point. But still, a very solid three points in the book, and with My Immortal somewhere in the background, still counts as an anime because <laughs> apparently that's our criteria. But <laughs> that's all we have for you guys this week. Uh we hope you guys had a very fun time listening to this. I know we had a fun time recording it. It's a very beautiful anime. And I think we had a lot of fun conversation around it. We hope you had a fun time, a musical time, uh April time, a lie time, a lion April time. But until next time, we hope your wait isn't a kawaii disappointment. I've been PJ.
1: I've been Skyler.
0: And I've been Kawaii Desu played like a violin. Casey. Bye-bye. Uh-huh. Bye.